Welcome to the Great Stories Podcast. I am Ryan, your host for the show, and uh, also the founder of the show. I do it all, folks. And uh, what you're listening to is the Great Stories Podcast. And what I do here is sit across the table from another human being. And we hear about their life story. We get to know who they are, uh, some of the ups, some of the downs. But most importantly, we find out how they came to know Christ and what it looks like in the context of the real life to follow him. I don't edit these interviews. We don't practice them ahead of time. Uh, there, there's, This is just a real conversation, a real authentic conversation between two people. And the goal is that you, sitting on the third side of this table, will get a peek into how powerful, how amazing, and how just world-conquering the love of Christ is, even in the context of just one person's life. It's incredible. Every story is different, but the themes of who Jesus is is the same. And my hope is that you're, you're just blessed to hear uh, somebody's unique perspective on that whole thing. Uh, if you like what you hear, and I hope you do, if you do in fact like it, uh, give it a thumbs up on your Spotify or a five-star rating on your Apple player, uh, whatever you listen to it on, just give it a good rating. And if you really like it, share it with somebody. If, if someone says something that resonates with you, you, you can share it and just say, listen to just this one part. You can pull out a little bit. Either way, uh, my goal is not for the Great Stories podcast or Ryan Weber to become this great podcast. I don't, I don't want that. My goal is for the message that these people say, that the love of this Christ gets out. And uh, hey, if you can do that by sharing the show and, and it happens to grow in the process, that would be awesome. Uh, another way you can support the show is by coming on it. <laughs> you might be saying to yourself, I'm not that interesting. I promise you, there's a million people out there just like you who would think you're the most interesting person in the world. <laughs> Believe me. Um, so come on the show. Shoot me an email at thegreatstoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on uh, Facebook. Just look for The Great Stories Podcast. You can see what's going on there. All right, so I just wrapped up a conversation with a, a full-time missionary to the country of Japan, uh, formerly known as Jessica Gerards. She's now named Jessica Thompson. She just got hitched a little while ago. Amazing story. Uh, really, the, the word that comes to mind when I think about this story is abiding. Uh, this is somebody who has basically decided to... to uh, take their whole life and just put it on the line and go to make disciples for Christ. Uh, amazing perspective. Really cool stuff. We talked about all kinds of things in this one, but you don't want to hear me talk about it now. You just want to hear the interview. So I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Jessica Thompson as much as we enjoyed recording it. Here we go. Jessica, not Gerard's. <laughs> Thompson, now. Thompson. That's going to take some getting used to. Because now I feel like uh, you and your sister have right. been 
you've been the Gerards. Uh, right. And that's that's just it's, what you are. So I now it's even, like, yeah. Oh, okay, so what do we... Yeah, we don't know even what to do. Right. Crush. Like, we, we never got your names right before. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now... Nothing of an issue there. Yes. For those listening, I'm, I'm speaking to a twin. Mm-hmm. This is Jessica. Uh, well, I got your name wrong a month ago. Did you? Yeah. I when don't I, even I, remember. I saw you from a distance at, at the church. You know what? I don't even... I think both names... I respond to both names now. I Half the time I don't realize when it's the wrong name, honestly. <laughs> well, you corrected me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty sure... Darn it. It's like a 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as you were like 10 feet closer, I was like, dang it. Yeah. Like, no, I, you okay. were, I think you were pretty good at telling us apart, I feel like. Well, our desks were next to each other. Um, yeah. Working in the oh, yeah. together. Oh, yeah. So I feel like you got after, pretty good. After there's very seldomly a set of twins, I think that yeah. that are legit identical. Mm-hmm. If you spend any amount of time around them, there's another set at, at uh, Amplify. Mm-hmm. Two brothers, um, and I I could spot them from a mile. Oh really? Like it's just it's not even. Yeah. You're not even close. Yeah. Although they recently got the same haircut <laughs> which i'm like why did you guys yeah. do this we, me and rachel would always try to kind of help people out by you know one of us have a little bit of a longer right haircut or try to wear <laughs> different colors or yeah. at least a different bag or shoes or yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play jokes on people when you're uh, no, i think i've asked did. you that no we probably didn't you know take advantage of it as much as other twins um do but there were a couple times where we like kind of tried to switch but honestly the people that were close to us were they pretty good at telling us apart so it, it hmm. never really worked okay yeah. you didn't go to each other's classes you or? know we did one time but um i think there was like a we really there was like a test going on or something and oh. and i think rachel didn't want me to take her test so she was like no right. we're switching back like no way um she didn't trust me Dang. but yeah so we, we never actually did that's funny. I feel like I would have had a good time with a, with a twin. A lot of Although potential. my parents would have to got a much bigger shovel to feed both <laughs> yeah. of us with. I think just the one, yeah. the one wouldn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is, I think the the two of you are are very different people. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah. And that's that's more apparent mm-hmm. than what you look like. It's mm-hmm. like even. Right. Any conversation, you'll be like, right. okay, these Personality, are... Personality, little yeah. differences, even in the way that we talk. Or, yep. um, yeah, generally, like, our paths have been somewhat similar, until I got married, <laughs> somewhat similar. I have uh, questions but, <laughs> about that. Like, how does this work yeah. now? Okay. <laughs> I know, twin dynamics change, but, um, yeah, but there are, there are you know, minor differences that people pick up on. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, um, let's, let's get into that then, because okay. you're, I, I've heard your story... Uh, when you were an intern, mm-hmm. you, I think you kind of gave a testimony thing right. at one of our staff meetings. Right. It, it was, um, and it was cool. So I'm, you're you're a Japan missionary. Mm-hmm. You you basically live there full time, indefinitely, as right. as last I heard. Mm-hmm. And you came to America to get hitched. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then you're leaving again. Right. So I caught you in this like narrow window of time where I get to hear your story. This is great because yeah. I was I was trying to think of a way to like do it, like talk to you over Zoom or something. And yeah. then I saw you. Oh, and I was like, perfect. "What? Yeah. Wait, wait a minute! <clears throat> this is perfect." Yeah. So take us back. Uh, right. Tell me your story. How'd you get here? How'd yeah. you become this person? Right. 
Well, <laughs> I grew up in Fremont, um, not too far from uh, here. Yeah. And at that time, gosh, I, my family was, you know, Christian by name. And so, um, you know, I, I did believe in a God. I, I believed, I, I, you know, I prayed at night um, mm. very generally. <laughs> um, but I didn't really know, you know, who God was. I didn't, I right. didn't know, you know, his desires or what he would want from my life or anything like that. And I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. Um, mm. I also was very shy. <laughs> Me and my sister, we were both like very, very shy. Okay. Um, it was hard to get us to talk to um, strangers, especially. Um, but let's see. When I was, I think I was about 11 years old, I, I picked up this little book. It was called um, What on Earth Am I Here For? And huh. it was uh, like a booklet version of the, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the Purpose Driven Life. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Rick Warren. Rick Warren, yeah. right. Uh, it was a little booklet that he wrote um, kind of explaining like the purpose of um, life. And I remember, I think I think I was 11 and I picked that up and I read it and I remember like just being so like it hitting me, you know? Um, and I thought like, yeah, I, I had this overwhelming sense that like, wow, you know, my life is not my own. Hmm. Um, at that time, I don't think I... I understood the gospel fully. I didn't. I didn't know how you know it affected my life daily by any means. How old um, were you in this? Eleven. Eleven <laughs> I think, years old. I think I was eleven. Okay. Um, it, I think it must have been what, like sixth grade or something. And um, but I remember <laughs> like hearing, um, like, yeah, in that book, it's written like this life is not about you. Um, and you know, I I definitely did not think that the you know the world revolved around me by any means, and I I hated the spotlight. So like, okay. I think like hearing that there was something in me that like, it was such like a freeing feeling of like, oh wow, this life like it's not about me. You know, I was created for this purpose. It's not about you know, my reputation. And I probably felt that freedom because um, I was very concerned with like you know mm. how I was viewed by people. Okay. Um, and my you know my reputation my successes my whatever um so something was freeing about that um mm. but honestly so I, I read that book um and i had that moment but like it didn't really like yeah it, I, I wasn't like super connected to a church or anything like that okay um, were you guys going anywhere or yeah uh occasionally <laughs> like very occasionally we'd go um to a different church in, in fremont and um yeah. but yeah it it wasn't anything like super um, consistent. Right. Um, so yeah, I kind of just, I, I did have some like other like Christian kind of like uh, figures, coaches in my life. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't until college that I really, uh, I think God opened my eyes to see who he was. Mm. Um, so I went to school in LA um, and I wasn't really looking to like get a part of, be a part of a you know christian group or anything like that is it university or yeah okay. ucla um okay. there so i went in just kind of um yeah like i i wanted to know more about god but i i wasn't really interested in joining like huh. a club or anything because like i'm shy and i don't i don't right. want to like be with a bunch of people who like yeah. already know what they're talking about be and i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> being the first being the the new person in a group Right. And a club. Right. And I like, like don't, worst. I didn't know anything about the Bible. Like, oh. <laughs> like I knew like very generally about it, but, 
Um, <clears throat> but I met someone in a class who like invited me. Hmm. Um, and it was like one of those situations where um, he like kind of uh, like I, I told him because I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So I told him verbal. He told me about this Bible study and I told him that I would go. Um, but like in the back of my head, I was like, I probably won't go. Um, <laughs> but he had already like given my number to the Bible study leader or something like that. Um, so I felt pressure to go. So, okay. that, so that's why I went. Um, and honestly, like, yeah, that year, my first year, um, just like being like, yeah, around other Christians and, um, like people who like, I don't know, it wasn't just Christian by name, you know, mm. um, they seemed to like truly believe in this like God and, and experience him personally. And, okay. um, that really like was very different than, um, what I knew. Um, so let me, let me pause you there. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, what does that look like when, mm-hmm. when you see someone actually living it differently, mm-hmm. like in, in a college context? Right. That's good to. Right. Well, for one, like it wasn't just a Sunday thing. You know, I did go to church. Um, there was a church somewhat nearby uh, my university and we, we would go to church together. I'd get rides from like the people who had cars. Um, but like throughout throughout the week, um, it was just a like the community was unlike any other community I'd known they like the way that they interacted with each other. I remember, um, during, this is just such a small thing, but it was a big difference. It made a difference to me. Hmm. Um, during finals week, um, you know, everyone's just like cramming and studying for hours on end. And, um, I remember one of the seniors, um, who like, I barely knew came to like our dorm study room and just like unloaded a, a big bag of like I don't know, Trader Joe's snacks or something. And I was like, why did this like senior, like the cool seniors, you know, right. and like, I'm like the lame freshman. Why would they like just go out of nowhere and just, you know, um, yeah, bless hmm. us with all these snacks. And um, yeah, there was just something different. And then even like Friday nights, I remember we would like get together and just have like times of sharing and, and like singing worship music. And um, yeah, it just seemed like, and hmm. people would, you know, share their, their, issues with each other like they're the real things that they were going yeah <laughs> things they were going through being very honest not yeah. not having to put up this like facade of you know a certain image of yeah. who you are and i think especially as a freshman like a lot of you feel pressure to do that because um yeah p- like yeah you want to look cool or look smart or look yeah. like you know what you're doing and so um i just saw like a like you know authenticity kind of um and yeah hmm. i think that struck me um well, that's refreshing mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways because I think uh, church in general sort of has a, a bad rap mm-hmm. for being kind of a little pretentious. Right, right, <laughs> you know, totally. Kind of phony and oh, polished on the outside, right. but you're just as bad as everybody. But yeah. Right. And I think, yeah, that like authentic thing is really attractive. Right. When you can find it. Right. So, and it's cool that you found it at college of yeah, all places. Yeah, and I wasn't right? even looking for it. <laughs> just, yeah. It just, yeah. It was looking for you. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. yeah, even like with my insecurity of like, yeah, like I said, I was like very shy, but um, just like being welcomed so warmly. And yeah, um, yeah there just wasn't this like hierarchy of, you know, like people, different statuses. It's kind of just like. Yeah, you're just welcomed and like come as you are, and yeah, um, yeah you're like loved on, and so that's that great. spoke to me. Yeah. And this was a was this in the context of a club or yeah? So this was with crew. Um, okay. Yeah. So okay. that's how um, I got involved in the first few weeks of school, and I, yeah, like right. I said, I wasn't looking for it, but 
um, someone invited me to a yeah. Bible study. Yeah. Right on. Hmm. Yeah. Who, who was that? Can you shout him out? Um, <laughs> his name is Andrew. Good job, he Andrew. Was, <laughs> he was a little bit older. Um, Good job, Andrew. Yeah, and he's like I um he and his wife his wife is also my friend and um yeah I they are actually on my support team and so um, oh that's so, so cool with them that's great wow yeah. so they can actually continue to like celebrate in the fruit yeah of just inviting <laughs> you to, that's so cool yeah, wow that's definitely. great um but yeah so so that week or that um that first year of college I think that's when I first started to like yeah just honestly just even like read the bible at all mm. before that i just hadn't um and i really felt like it was god opening my eyes to who he is um yeah i think i'd always known that you know jesus died to save us you know from mm. our sins or save us from hell um but i i didn't realize that you know, he didn't just die to save us from something. He died to save us for something. Like there's this Ooh. great purpose to our life. And we were in this story that, you know, God has been writing since the beginning of time. And um, yeah, like history is headed towards somewhere and we get to play a part in that. Yeah. Um, and that just, you know, changed my whole perspective on mm. life and myself and who I want to be. And um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's God didn't save us just so we could like put our feet up and feel good about it. Right, right. <laughs> like there's there's, right. there's more going on. Right, like we're, right. we get we get to be a part of something. Right. Yeah. So is there is there a like a spot that you can point to to say what like this is when it became real? Mm-hmm. Was there like a one yeah. moment or was it like a graying kind of thing or how, how does that work yeah, for you? Yeah. I don't you know I don't know if I can put uh, my finger on one spot, but honestly. It was the, you know, those quiet mornings, Hmm. every morning waking up and just like spending time with God. Um, This is kind of (laughs) like, this is kind of like a funny image, but um, I have something like to compare it to. Um, So like when I was really little, um, I had like so many like sinus issues. I don't even know what the deal was, but I I would have stuffy noses often. Um, And, (laughs) and my... I remember my dad, like sometimes I wouldn't be able to sleep and my dad would take me and he would um, wrap me up in a blanket and take me into the front. We had like this little front porch, sit on a chair and, you know, plop me on his lap and just hold me so that I could, you know, breathe the cold air, those, you know, the nights, uh, the night air um, and try to, you know, just help me to breathe. And I remember um, so many nights, like my ear would be like pressed up against his chest. And if I was like quiet enough, like... I could hear his heartbeat, you know, and I kind of kind of think of the same kind of thing with like spending time with God, like, you know, in the mornings, like if I would, you know, I I would read the Bible, you know, and at that time, there's a lot that I didn't understand. And um, but I would I would just sit with the words and um, yeah, pray Mm. and it kind of silence myself. And I feel like through that, like I could hear God's heartbeat in a way, yeah. like just reading the stories of Jesus and, um, yeah, just what he's been doing throughout time. It's like, I just started to understand what he's about, you mm. know, and, um, yeah, what he would have for my life, you know? Um, and so it wasn't a moment. It was like kind of born through just the quiet moments. Yeah. 
I love that hearing God's heartbeat. Have you you used that before? Well, I, I have you. <laughs> well, I mean, I've I I thought of it <laughs> recently. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah, use that like often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for stuff like that. That's really good. No, I love it. Well, because that's yeah, that's exactly. It's such a perfect uh, analogy for Scripture because that we talk about God's heart for His people mm-hmm. and how much He loves and all that. And yeah, you're. That the the tenderness. Okay, here's a rabbit trail. We're gonna take let's it. Let's go. Let's go. So I f- I follow the Rock on Instagram. Wonderful. <laughs> and he, you could say a lot of things about the Rock, but there's occasionally he posts pictures of him with his daughters, mm-hmm. and they are they're tiny because he's this giant right. <laughs> Jack like huge guy, and he posts pictures of him like holding a tiny teacup <laughs> with his little girl on his lap and it's like it's it's the most cute contrast mm-hmm. because this is literally like a right. savage caveman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right but at the same time his, this little girl has no fear mm-hmm. of him and it's this tender moment it, between yeah. the two of them and and that that's how we are mm-hmm. with god mm-hmm. all the time and i mean the little girl compared to the rock is incredible but us compared to god mm-hmm. and yeah putting our ear like mm-hmm. just without any fear mm-hmm. to his chest and listening to mm-hmm. his heartbeat, like through mm-hmm. his word and through prayer and worship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. I'll give you credit though, <laughs> but I'm going to, yeah, no, you don't have to. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> and this is all your first year of college. That, yeah. That's mostly, when that... I mean, of course, like there was no moment of like arriving. Right. But, um, mm. but during the first year, I think it was, yeah, that was the first year that I started to like, you know, read the Bible or even just think more about like how how God affects my like daily life, you know, right. before it was kind of just uh, very segmented, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, during that year also, I think I kind of realized um, like, yeah, our, our purpose as God's people um, to, you know, glorify him and and um, yeah how there's so many people in the world who like don't have that opportunity to hear um, the gospel. And so that was also when I first started to think about like going overseas um, to places where, you know, there isn't as much like, Hmm. you know, opportunity for exposure to the gospel. Um, Interesting. That's kind of where it didn't take you long to go that direction. (laughs) It didn't. I think it didn't because like, yeah, I think, like, yeah, when I when I would open up the Bible, I would see, like, how important it is, like, how God values so much, like, hmm. people's, you know, the, all the peoples of the earth praising him. And so um, it made sense to me. And, of course, there were, uh, like, lots of, I don't know, I, I would listen to lots of sermons, and it wasn't just, you know, me and um, realizing this, but I had a lot of input from other people. and. Um, right. Yeah, talks about missions and such. Hmm. Right on. So then, what was the rest of college like? It was just a growth process, and that. Yeah, like, did you did your sister go to the same college? Yeah, as you? we okay. went, we went to the same college. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we we never like try to do the same thing, but we always end up doing until I got married. <laughs> we would always end up doing the same thing. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, we did go to the same college. We okay. majored in the same thing. She'll always say that I copied her. I really didn't. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, she, she's likely listening right now in, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can fight over it when you see each other. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, 
my sister was also kind of there and kind of along a similar going along a similar path than mm. that I was and um yeah let's see college um yeah lots of like growing um I majored in psychobiology so I had a lots of lots of classes about science and the psycho brain. Psycho psychobiology psycho. It, it sounds more comp- it's it's like psychology and biology okay it's like <laughs> the, neuroscience. the biology of the brain yeah yeah okay yeah wow um, that's a that's a difficult sounding yeah. subject it, it sounds i mean i don't even know what i remember right now it's been a while but um but i enjoyed it okay. and that was really fun and um yeah i think it was a time also of just like being outside my comfort zone um yeah not not in terms of like just being away from family or something i think i was um uh, like more naturally like okay with um with that aspect but um yeah just like like i said i was very shy and so um yeah, it was times of, there were a lot of times of, you know, stepping outside my comfort zone and, um, mm. you know, t- yeah, talking with people that I naturally would be uncomfortable with yeah, talking yeah. with or yeah, stuff like that. Nice. And then when, when was it that you knew, like, maybe not exactly where, mm-hmm. but like, I'm, I'm going to be a, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a missionary. Mm-hmm. Like, how does yeah. that work? Yeah. That, that hasn't happened for me. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you define We'll get to that. Right, anyway, right, yeah, go. right, right. Um, let's see. So, yeah, throughout college, I think I was, um, oh, so we had a, we have a lot of um, international students um, at our at UCLA, and so um, yeah. they would come to study. Um, and I remember meeting, just meeting a lot of international students. And okay. as I would just get to know them and yeah, just like talk about life. And um, yeah, I realized that a lot of them, especially coming from like the Asian countries, um, didn't even know one Christian, you know, Mm. didn't have one Christian friend, um, one person that could like tell them about Jesus at all. Um, And so I think that's probably when it first, you know, I started to think more practically about um, like going overseas. But also at the same time, you know, I... I didn't want to because like it's <laughs> it's just like yeah the less comfortable route I mean yeah um, yeah after like yeah studying for four years and like I don't know the typical path would be like to yeah continue with those studies or to get a job or um, here in America um, and so you know it was it this like missionary idea was like in the back of my head as something like I think you know I think I could do I think I would um, like to do but yeah it's uncomfortable and there's like safer options of course um and but yeah it was it was always it was always there and then um i actually took the class um perspectives have you heard of it i have heard of it okay yes Um, i've been invited to it okay it's an awesome class intensely invited to it multiple times (laughs) almost i feel like i'm being bullied Almost. <laughs> uh, yeah. People get like so passionate about it. I know. Um, but there's there's truly a reason for it because. Oh, now um, you're, you're doing it too. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever. I'm not going to pressure you, but I will talk about my experience with it. But cool. it was, uh, yeah, so great. It, so it wasn't at UCLA. Um, like UCLA didn't offer this class or anything. It was right. um, at a church that was nearby. And um, it's usually hosted by the, a local. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it basically. Um, there's different, like, there's four different kind of aspects of, of the course. There's, what is it, biblical, historical, cultural, strategic. And it kind of goes through, like, the world Christian movement yeah. in light of those, um, those yeah, kind of sections. Um, and 
basically it, it just talks about yeah like our purpose as god's people from the beginning um blessed to be a blessing and mm. um how you know the ways that you know as god's people we've like failed in that and um the ways that the movement has continued to you know press forward and um kind of all pointing towards this day where you know people from every people group um is mm. around the throne um praising yeah. the lamb who was slain and um yeah it's uh it's such <laughs> it's a 15 week course or at least when i took it it was um and yeah, there's like it reading it mobili- it's a, right yeah. there's there's readings there's um assignments you can take them at different levels and so um there's like a you know kind of minimal level where you just like do some of the readings and there's hmm. a higher level where you get credits and such but um yeah, it kind of just mobilizes people to not yeah. necessarily, you know, jump on a plane and go overseas, um, but just, you know, how how we can fulfill that, that you know, ancient purpose of God um, yeah. just in our life, like, you know, yeah, giving towards missions or, or hosting international students or, right. um, yeah, there's so many ways to be involved in this, um, in this purpose that God has for us. And I think oftentimes we miss out on it because our, our vision yeah. is so narrow, you know, of yeah. what we're doing in our life. But God has something so great that he's inviting us into. Yeah. Let me let me just ask you this. In in your uh in your definition, in your mind, how would you define mission? Mm-hmm. Like what is this mm-hmm. thing that Yeah, well so I kind of think of it as um so I think like the there can be people who think, oh, like, you know, mission can be like a department of a church or something, you know, but yeah. like, actually, we have a God of mission, like mission is something that describes God. And so yeah. I think that quality describes his kind of outward, like, you know, he wants to draw people, his outward, um, yeah, kind of love, <laughs> it, like draws people in, you know, right. and so um, mission is, you know, something that we all engage as God's people, we're all called to like, it's you know being blessed to be a blessing and i like that, that. you've said that twice mm-hmm. now i love that mm-hmm. that's a good uh <laughs> that's one of those things that people say and you blow right by it but i think that's that's huge mm-hmm. that you're blessed to be a blessing mm-hmm. that there's a purpose for right everything that god does not just good for you right it's right. good for you and yeah go right. go there's so go. much more and it's like <laughs> and it's not even like the fact that it's also for other people doesn't like negate the fact that he loves us. It's like you can experience the fullness of, you know, his joy by taking part in that. Like by not, by limiting that aspect, you're like really limiting your experience of, of God because that's who he is. Like he's, you know, continuously like, yeah, pushing outward um, to bring others in. And, and so I think, yeah, just like mission, it's not, it's not just like go overseas and you know do something, but it's right. it's this yeah this pulling uh, pointing people to see who God is and um, inviting them into the community and um, yeah. And so, did perspectives clarify that for you? Yeah, or, like, they, they probably or gave me to, like, like a, a very like a lot a more eloquent definition than what I just gave, but, oh, that was great. Um, yeah. but I think I, I had ideas, but it really like, f- you know, fleshed out, uh, through scripture, like what, it, yeah. what this mission is, like, what, what are we, and even defined, like, what are we called to do? And, um, you know, um, uh, the great commission, Matthew 28 kind of, um, talks about like, what, so what does that mean for our present, our, you know, 
present day and um, when Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, like, you know, how, how have we done at that? Um, Hmm. Like talks about the people groups of the world and um, how many are reached and unreached. And so it definitely taught me a lot that I um, wasn't aware of. And um, yeah, gave, you know, clarity to things that like I thought about, but I didn't really um, know so deeply. So you walked away like, I'm going to Japan. Like that's uh, it. No, no I, I think even after that, it's like, there's still like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't black and white, but <laughs> let's see. I, I did have a moment that I, you know, had a little bit more clarity. Obviously I came to have clarity. I like got on a plane. Yeah. At but, some point this whole thing kind of <laughs> yeah, shook itself yeah. out. right? Yeah. You know what? I think it was. So I remember my senior year. Um, and I kind of was deciding between a couple different options. One was, you know, interning with crew overseas. And that was the Japan option. Um, because I'd heard that there's just a huge need, um, like less than 1% of like the Japanese are Christian. And um, there's a huge need um, for people to, um, just go and, and yeah, like be a light there. And, um, so I'd heard that, um, and I was thinking about going, but also, you know, you have to raise support, <laughs> like financial right. support to go. And that was very scary for me. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to like ask people for money. And well, mm. God completely shifted my view of what that is. But, um, but at the time that was like very scary. And then the other option was probably just continuing with, you know, something, something with my major, um, maybe doing something, um, with psychology or, you know, research, like brain re- research kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but I remember there was one, um, I think it was like a meeting, uh, like kind of weekly meeting kind of thing with the um, organi- the group I was a part of, crew. And um, one of the staff members gave, that specific night, one of the staff members gave a message about surrender, about like mm-hmm. surrendering um, things, to, you know, surrendering our lives to God. And um, after their message there was like a prayer time where everyone kind of just like uh yeah just had individual kind of prayer time and i remember praying to god and like after that message um kind of thinking like praying to god and saying god you know i surrender my my life to you i surrender my relationships my money my career all these things Mm. um kind of in this posture of okay god every I think I even was praying like, God, everything I have is yours. And at that moment, like I didn't hear an audible voice, but definitely like God spoke to my heart. And as I was saying, God, everything I have is yours. He was saying, everything I have is yours. Like mm. through the Holy Spirit, like you know, I've been given everything I need. I don't have to like, you know, grasp for all of these things that I think will like fulfill me in this world. But like he, he's, he's given it to me, you know, mm. um, more than I, he's like lavished it on me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so rich because I know God. And, yeah. um, I think that was like a, a defining moment in, in my decision to go. Like it kind of, you know, freed me from, um, yeah, yeah just like the fears or, um, yeah, my worries about, you know, potentially going overseas and like being a missionary. <laughs> well, it's, it's uncomfortable <laughs> and it's, it's, were if if it were not for the reality mm-hmm. of Christ's existence and what he did and that the mission is true mm-hmm. you're crazy mm-hmm. right it's like what are you doing yeah, yeah. i mean as far as like the the world's mm-hmm. standard of of like yeah. goals in life right you're not you're not doing it right <laughs> right. <laughs> right so if right. 
whatever whatever percentage of your like I'm okay is mm-hmm. tied to those things. Right. That that makes it so much harder. Right. But it's it's I, what I always tell people is like it's it's hard for us to say like okay God I believe in you I want to follow you I want to serve you I want to be a part of your mission. But only here. <laughs> Stay in the box. Because <laughs> <laughs> over there is scary. Right. Um, and that's the, the thought that I've had about it. I, I I don't feel like God has given me that, like, go overseas mm-hmm. uh, calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of me is like, gosh, would I? Mm-hmm. Would right. I go? Right. Like, could I do that? Am right. I am I too scared? Right. Yeah. We all we all have to you know check our hearts to see what we're clinging to. You know. Exactly. What? And and I yeah I find that like God God loves to you know put people outside their comfort zones. I think that's oh, where yeah. He loves to put them. Yeah. And I'm like shoot like <laughs> I don't like it, but but I can't like of of course like I I have I have to go. You know I have to mm. when I when I feel that like I'm like. Yeah, I, I know that there is greater reward in the going, to, you know, in the discomfort. Mm. Um, but you don't always feel it right away. No, rarely, um, rarely. Yeah. Right. And and you'll never truly actually know the the full impact of what right. you're even doing. Right. You you can't. Right. It's you'll have to wait till heaven right. and see you know what the crowd looks like. Right. Right. <laughs> our 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 view is so limited. Right. And yeah. Yeah. We only see so much. Yeah. And so then you you settled on Japan. Like, did you do the crew thing, I'm, I'm uh, assuming, right? Right, right. Okay. So, um, yeah, I spent around, about two years, um, two of like the intern years um, with crew in Tokyo. Um, and so we worked alongside the team, like the national team that's there. Okay. Um, and basically their goal is um, they want to, you know, do, they want to um, help raise up Christian like university students help them to reach their friends um yeah the goal is to have like Mm. student-led movements on campuses and each of these you know um people are like plugged into local churches um but it's yeah they're so like the 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 college campus is like yeah just ripe with people who are more open and more ready um to to you know hear something new or to they're kind of they're at a time in their life where they're, you know, deciding what they're going to invest the rest of their life in. And so, um, right. very malleable. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's a good time to, um, like to, yeah, reach out. And you did that, you were there for two years or? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. oh, I guess it was like nine or 10 months and then another nine or 10 months. Okay. Um, came home to like raise more support, but, um, wow, that's yeah. A, that's a long that's a long stretch just to do right out of the gate too. Yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah. people do like the two week little dabble. Right. I know. I never <laughs> been like, yeah, to Asia before, um, but just jumped in. Wow. Um, Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. So, um, yeah. So I guess you were in Tokyo pretty much then that whole chunk. Right. And how does their call it? I don't know anything. I'm a, so, I'm a, the most ignorant, giant white <laughs> yeah, I, guy. I didn't ever. know any of this at all before I went. So um, they have a university system, college yeah. system. How's that yeah. like so, work? Um, yeah, they have like universities and like what we would call, I guess, like junior colleges or okay. yeah, something like that. Um, and there's like a ton in Tokyo. There's a lot. Okay. Um, and they're a little bit different than in America. Um 
because a lot of the times, like, they do have dorms on campus, but a lot of students commute. And so um, we'd meet students who, like, would commute an hour or two hours um, to school every day um, by train usually. Um, And so, and even, like, with our, um, like, our Christian, like, our ministry, um, we'd have students from different campuses. So, So it wouldn't necessarily be, you know, a ton of, you know, people on one campus would mm. all be coming from different campuses and come okay. together and just like encourage each other. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's more of an equipping format, right? It's like right. the, the, the crew isn't right. doing the evangelism. It's like, we're right. kind of huddling and then right. you guys the go. Goal, yeah. We want to have students <clears throat> like kind of feel like able to, you know, share their story with other people right. and, um, to feel encouraged that, you know, there are other, cause oftentimes these Christian students don't have other people at their school that know Jesus or right. they can be, they can very much feel like surrounded by people who like have very different beliefs. And so I think it's really encouraging to have, or just to, you know, have some fellowship with people who are also college students and at schools yeah. where there's, there aren't a lot of Christians. And, um, yeah, so we want to like equip them to be able to share the gospel and, um, even to disciple new believers. And, yeah. um, yeah, as staff, we, um, we do outreach, but, um, like that is something that we do, but um, also like our goal is to equip students to do that because they yeah. will they will do it so much better than, you know, we we will do, especially, you know, foreign missionaries. Yeah. And so we always want to have like, you know, Japanese um, Christians being the ones to share their faith. Yeah. Because here's a question. Well, two. But first one is more of a curiosity. Uh, how prevalent is English in mm-hmm. Japan and how much do you have to learn? Like mm-hmm. how much have you learned just to do what you're doing? Yeah. Like it, it has to be. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> my first, like my intern years, um, I didn't take, I wasn't like in Japanese school or anything. And so I didn't know a lot. <laughs> so I, I, I relied on English. Um, and um, most students, everyone learns English, like from even from elementary school, they learn English. Hmm. That doesn't mean that they can speak English, just like, you know, here, Spanish right. or, you know. It's probably as uh, good as my three years of Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. All um, I remember is like bad words right, and right. something about a bathroom. I don't know. Right. That's it. Right. <laughs> right. But there are many students who really want to learn English because they realize that it's like very valuable just um, for jobs or for, hmm. um, yeah just for life um so there was a you know big interest in learning english and so that's honestly a lot of the outreach for the interns it's you know people who are interested in english and Mm. um yeah want to or just even interested in life outside of japan a lot of them you know have never been outside of japan and so uh, making international friendships um is something they're interested in and Mm. um yeah, and and you can operate. I think as a foreigner, you can you can operate in you know, somewhere like Tokyo. It's more of an international yeah. place. Yeah. Um, you can definitely operate, but um, definitely for like, you know, long term ministry there, Japanese is essential. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to speak to people's hearts and and understand people's hearts, I mean that you there's wanna, no other way. <laughs> don't want to play charades over yeah. there for yeah. the rest of your life. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so the um the last you know, two years when I was there, I was in Japanese school. And so, um, okay. yeah, everyday learning. Um, yeah. So are, at this point, are you conversational? Like how, like, can, can you hang? I, I can hang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never like, yeah, I, um, 
let's see. Yeah, I can operate and I can talk with people and I'm self-conscious about like, oh, you know, I'm making these mistakes and stuff, but uh, people are super gracious and... Oh, I'm sure um, they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they take a, one look at you and they're shocked you know anything probably, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I say one, konnichiwa, and, and yeah. yeah, they're like, what? Um, so that, <laughs> but that's honestly like just because I, I'm so obviously a foreigner because I look right. like a foreigner, but um, it is different for, you know, my like Asian American um, friends who are also, you know, uh, missionaries over there, like they don't get treated the same way, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so that's an interesting <laughs> dynamic, hmm. but. Right, like yeah. you're so outside of their normal box right. that it, it kind of earns you some street credit right, like right out in of the way. gate. Interesting. In a way, in a way. But, yeah. you know, there's also the flip side of that where, um, like, we found that sometimes, like, my Asian-American friends who are, um, you know, on my team, like, they might, you know, the my the Japanese person might feel a little bit closer with them um, because they, you know, maybe look more similar or right. have a little bit more of a similar family background and so there's advantages to both yeah. and um yeah sense. i think it really it takes the whole family of god to um right. yeah so for someone to truly experience um like christian community yeah what was some of the fruit that you saw from just that uh what 18 months or, or mm -hmm. whatever two years yeah um man yeah there's like there's lots of stories of um yeah meeting students and kind of their journeys of um, discovering who god is um I think the things that stand out most to me or the things that I remember most are the times that like, you know, I just saw God come through, you know, um, like those times where you're like, I th yeah, I think God loves like, just like showing his, uh, how it's so not mm -hmm. us and it's all on him, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, using us in our weakness and displaying his power through it. Um, yeah, there would be times like, where, you know, because every day we'd go to campus um, and, um, you know, meet students or, um, you know, have appointments with students who are interested and in, in do like some kind of exploratory Bible study or something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I got to see, you know, God do his thing. And um, I remember like one, one time specifically, like um, gosh, there was. So sometimes we'd be invited into a class. Um, so we knew one Christian professor and it was like such a blessing because, there, you know, there aren't like a ton of Christian professors yeah. um, in Tokyo. But um, we knew one and he invited our team into um, his class and um, to have like discussion with students. And I remember so there was, I think, maybe four me and like three other teammates or something. And so we all kind of broke up and had different groups and um we would have, you know, there'd be a discussion topic and we'd talk about it. And this was in English because I, th I think it was an English class. Okay. Um, and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember um, the the topic of discussion was like, what is the purpose of life or something? And that's something <laughs> so like. Softball. Just, <laughs> nice. <laughs> like Good. no one, no student wants to talk about that. <laughs> like, but the teacher was like, uh, he's really, really great. Um, but like just. <laughs> He, he didn't care about making his students feel uncomfortable. <laughs> just, no, apparently he just not. Gave it to them. Um, <laughs> and so I remember going with like going around with each. I think I was in a group with like all boys, and um, it, I remember thinking or asking them like, "What do you think the purpose of life is?" Mm. And like all of them like kind of gave me like they just like shook their heads like mm, I don't know <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I was like um, like 
do, do your friend do you and your friends talk about that and like all of them gave me like a no like they don't really want to talk about it now um and then I said, like, do you do you wish you could? <laughs> like, kind of thinking, like, oh, maybe they would say something. But all of them were like, no, they sh- <laughs> they shook their heads. Um, but then afterwards, I remembered the, the you know I, I think I ch- I say I changed the subject to like baseball or something, something that was like more manageable. Okay. Um, and I I like I, the class period ended, and I went to the other side of the room to like grab my coat or something, and someone I felt a tap, you know, behind me. Um, someone tapped my shoulder and I turned around and it was one of the boys in my group. Um, and he said something along the lines of, um, like, excuse me, I'm so sorry, but like, can you please tell me the purpose of life? Sometimes I wait, I, um, stay awake at night and cause I'm just thinking about it. Sometimes I even like can't Ooh. go to school. I'm just thinking about these things. Please tell me. Wow. Um, he, he didn't have, no one else like would talk about it or he had never, you know, met yeah. someone who was talking about it. Um, and he just felt uncomfortable talking about it in that group. I think there's a lot of, you know, things with like group dynamics, same yeah. in America too, but probably oh, yeah. especially in Japan. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, we, we could like connect him to, um, yeah, meet up with someone. And so, um, yeah, just, you know, things like that where God just like orchestrates students meeting like the right people at the right time and um yeah and honestly like you know with my experience there it's always like wow god is so like god has these purposes and he will see them through and Mm. like he uses people in their weakness and like it's nothing special in just like oh he uses the people with great abilities or great you know lots of willpower whatever it's like no he just uses the people that are just like willing and there'd be times literally where i'd like i'd like be walking on campus like aimlessly like just like praying like god i (laughs) who do you want me to talk to and um just like you know maybe my plans kind of fell fell through for the day and i'd be like walking i remember one time specifically i was roaming a campus just kind of praying because i didn't i didn't really i don't know um have like a specific plan and I was just talking to God, like, yeah, who do you want me to talk to? And I remember I made eye contact with um, one Japanese girl, and um, she immediately, like, broke eye contact because it was, like, she, I think she was shy and yeah. um, it was uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, who does But it? then I was like, oh, man, like, maybe I should talk to her. And, um, <laughs> like, I just, like, walked up to her and um, kind of, like, asked if we could, like, I was like, I just introduced myself and asked if we could, like, talk. And I actually found out that she's a Christian. Um, huh. And... Wow, um, which found, is like r- very rare. You but found like, the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she said, like, you wouldn't believe this, but actually this morning on my way to campus, I was praying to God um, saying, I want to share the gospel with my friends, but I don't know how. Can you please help me? Like that morning she did that. And um, like, Whoa. yeah, like our like as a team, like we that's our goal is to like help equip students to share the gospel. And so it's just and I mean, those stories don't happen every day by any means. But um, uh, it's it's really cool to see. Yeah. When it does happen. Things beyond coincidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And then so. Um, so you, you went there, came back, went there, came back. At, okay. at what point were you like? I'm I'm going all the way. Uh, <laughs> like when, when did that happen? Um, let's see. Long term. Uh, so yeah, after <clears throat> after my two internship years, we kind of um, decide like yeah to either um, 
yeah, join staff and you can join staff in America or you can join staff um, overseas or, or just not join staff and choose a different kind of career path. But um, I think, let's see, it was during my second intern year and my team leader um, was just kind of sharing like vision for the next few years of like what he hoped to see God do. And um, basically, you know, he was talking about, um, you know, like the, um, most unreached and influential campuses in the world and how so many of them are in Japan and so many of the ones in Japan are in Tokyo. And there's Mm -hmm. just like, you know, people who will, um, you know, influence, you know, their country and, and, uh, other countries and governments and yeah, leaders. Um, and like right now, um, at that time we just had such a small staff team and, um, yeah, I kind of just felt like, it was this feeling when he was saying that, like it was this feeling of like excitement, but like fear and like dread, <laughs> but like, but an excitement. <laughs> it was like this weird mix of like, this is so exciting. I feel so not like competent for this. Um, and I know it's going to be hard and I don't want to, but I do. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think yeah, I just, as I like prayed about it and also talked with other people, like, um, I'm part of, um, a church there, um, that, you know, I, um, talk with people at that church, um, Japanese believers, um, at that church. And, Mm. um, yeah, I just kind of gained vision for what, what God is doing there and, um, for the need for people to be there. And I know that I'm, I'm not the solution that, you know, Japan needs. Japan doesn't need me, (laughs) um, by any means. Just you, you got the whole place. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even, doesn't even need like our team. It's like, but like, yeah, what a joy it is to be like, you know, Hey yeah. God, here I am. Like use my, right. <laughs> use me in my weakness. Use me in my yep. like foolishness. Like I, I just, yeah, here I am. Yeah. You, know? you get to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to be a part of what he's doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're, I, I love to tell people you're, you're not strong enough to accomplish God's will. <laughs> and you're also not strong enough to stop it. <laughs> so just do something. Right. <laughs> right. Instead can... of being paralyzed by the decision, right? right. I think, yeah, I, I have, you know, in making that decision, I realize that, like, it's not like, you know, signing up to be a long-term missionary is the holy path and doing a secular job, you know, that's the unholy. Like, not by any means. Like, they're, like... Yeah, it, for me, it was about, like, where do I think God is calling me? And just realizing that God cares so much more about our character and what is motivating our decisions more than, like, yeah, what career path we choose. Like, yeah, what is, you know, our inner life with him? How are we responding yeah. to him? Um, yeah. Yeah. Are we operating by faith or by, you know, what we know that we can do or accomplish or whatever? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, I yeah, my perspective definitely shifted during that time and then so who okay so let's get the sister rivalry going then because <laughs> <laughs> right. because she's come to the same conclusion also somewhere in that period of time so and i was like copycat <laughs> <laughs> no I, I was happy but um it was just like we're always it's we kind of laugh that like here we are doing the same thing we're did like, you talk about it you're like yeah, hey like, i think i think I, I think i want to become a missionary yeah. she's like no way so do i that's great i forgot like what yeah what the process was but um around the same time i think like you know we were just kind of like 
having similar thoughts of um, yeah. where we were, we were kind of being called. And so, um, yeah. And, and there's this great aspect of, um, yeah, just like having someone who like knows you really well and like, yeah, it's such a blessing to have family there, yeah. you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I think that like, it was like a, oh, like I'm happy that she's doing it too. Um, but it, it is funny that like, I think at that time we were like 25 and we are like, we're still doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't change what's, uh, what's not, <laughs> not broken. broken. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. It worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right on. Okay. And then, so then you, you come back to the States <laughs> And is this, this is the time period that you were like with resonate and is that? So, so yeah. So, um, I know, I know it's so confusing. I think I was, uh, it was two years ago or three years ago that I was, um, interning with resonate. Yeah. It was three years three years ago. ago. Yeah. Something like that. And then, cause then that was like about a year and then I spent two more years or almost a year and a half in Japan before coming back. Um, has it been that long? I spent yeah at least oh. a year and a year and three quarters or almost two years um, in Japan. Whoa, okay. So yeah, I started. That's where that went. Okay, yeah. there's a chunk of time I was like, where did this? Yeah, okay. no, it's a little confusing. It was like Japan, then interning at Resident, then Japan again. So how long were you in the? You were in the in the states for maybe a year and something a half. Like a something like yeah, a year and a couple months or something. And during that time, you're set on going. We're gonna do it. Right. Uh, is the aim to go back with the crew, or yeah? So that's that's where you're. Yeah. At now. So okay. it was just transitioning from you know interning to long term staff. Okay. And so um, that's yeah. We had a few like um, different classes and and trainings that crew provides yeah. for their long term staff, and then some right. specific ones for their overseas long term staff. Okay. And so um, I was doing that, and then also um, interning with Resonate. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember hearing many phone calls, and and like asking you like how how far are you? Yeah. Where how, how long are you? Right. Like I I don't think the support raising process is talked about a lot mm. when yeah. when people talk about missions, but from from that like third person perspective, mm-hmm. it seemed hard. <laughs> That's really. Hard. I mean, the thought of it at first was terrifying. I, yeah, I didn't. It's not, it's never comfortable to, you know, anytime you like really talk about money, it's, um, not comfortable. People get uncomfortable. Right. Um, but honestly, my, my view of it has changed so much as I've, you know, had to do it, um, a few times. Um, so what is it, mm -hmm. what does it cost? What's Mm -hmm. the price tag to, Uh to send you to Japan for, Mm -hmm. You know, what was the, the threshold? Because I remember you guys were trying to get to a, mm-hmm. a certain spot. And you're like, right. okay, now we can right. we can go with this. What right. was that? Well, it, it depends for, like, the amount is different for interns and then for long-term staff. Yeah. And it also depends on the location that you're, you know, sent to because of the, you know, just the cost of living that's there. Okay, so you're factoring in all those things. So all those things. And then, so, you, so your living expenses, your ministry expenses. Um, and then there's also a chunk of... Um, like money that will go to the organization for like administrative kind of stuff. Or, right. Um, and even sometimes um, you sometimes like at least American missionaries through, you know, my organization can um, have some of their support 
their rate, you know, the support that they raise be funneled to other, um, like staff in other countries who don't have access to, Mm. you know, a large Christian community who will provide their funds. Yeah. And so I think that's a really important aspect too, is like, like helping to, you know, here in America, we, we're, we have many, you know, even if it's just Christian by name, we have many Christians around us, um, and with lots of resources, but there are many yeah. countries where you just don't have that at all. Maybe there's, you know, less than 1% Christian and, and, um, you just don't have a lot of resources. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, funds are channeled there, but, um, yeah, the, oh, gosh, I can't even remember the numbers. <laughs> um, I do know that it sounds high until you factor in everything that goes into it. I'm trying um, to remember. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I want to say it's like 40, 50. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around 50,000. Yeah, it was 50 something, I think. Which isn't crazy, mm-hmm. really. If you think about like what, what it, you know, the average person mm-hmm. requires to live here right. per year. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's also like health <laughs> so. insurance. You're you're raising for health insurance and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. Um. So yeah. It. I mean, when you like, you know, begin your support raising journey and you just like have that amount, fifty whatever, uh, it can be overwhelming. <laughs> but then like, <laughs> and definitely there are days where it's like, oh my gosh, I will never, you know, accomplish yeah. this. And um, yeah, it just seems impossible. But um, it's honestly that you know, support raising time is such a faith building time it's such mm. a refining time it's it's almost like i'm thankful for i i never thought i would be able to say i'm like thankful for it but like i'm i'm so thankful for it because it really makes you rely on god in ways that you never would otherwise right like you just the the what you have to like remind yourself in order to go to someone and you know tell them about the ministry and like invite them to be a part of it and truly believe that like it is such a blessing to like to be invited to be a, a part of something um, like this. And right. um, of course it's not because you are, you know, Oh, I'm so worthy of this money, but it's like, this is, <laughs> it's to God. All giving is to God. It's, it started as God's and right. you know, everything is his. And so um, it's inviting them to be a part of this exciting thing that God is doing. And so, um, and through support raising too, like it was just, just, yeah. Getting to see God move in people and, right. um, yeah. And even like when, when my sister and I were raising support, you know, we would, um, meet with people and just kind of, yeah, get to know them and just share about the ministry and invite them to be part of it. And honestly, we would always view it like before those, you know, meetings, we would go into it just praying like, God would, would this, you know, whatever the outcome is, would this just be pleasing to you? Would we just be able to stir up worship, you know, Mm. like just to talk about, the excellencies of God and what he's doing around the world. And like, let this just be a time of worship. Like we kind of viewed our, our ministry at that time is just like stirring up worship. And if, if people are (laughs) led to give, like we're super thankful and, um, that's, yeah, we're, we're super thankful for that. Um, but like, let the aim be like, let, let us worship God and he's the one that moves in people's hearts to give. And so, um, honestly, support raising was not an issue. Like, um, surprisingly like we thought especially there's two of us you know um like of course it took a lot of hard work and had a lot of like uncomfortable situations yeah um but like god did it you know and even um with me and dylan um we do have to raise some support and um we're you know reminding ourselves of the same truths of like 
you know, this is this is God's mission. He's going to see it through like he'll provide everything we need. And um, yeah, it's our, you know, role right now to tell people what um, yeah, what God is doing and um, how people can be a part of it. And yeah, it's uh, you know, this might sound familiar. See if you can nail who I'm getting this from. <laughs> but it's uh, when it comes to like giving in, in a church world or. Uh, asking someone to serve in some way, that's more frequently the conversation I would have with mm-hmm. people is like, hey, I've got this mm-hmm. giant ministry. There's lots going on. Mm-hmm. It's it's not an inconvenience right. that I'm inviting you to. Right. It, it might seem like that because, oh gosh, you'll have less of your time right. and patience and energy right. and money. But I'm I'm inviting you to actually be a part of something mm-hmm. that's better mm-hmm. than the thing I'm asking you to give right. me. Right. <laughs> right. I'm totally. asking I'm asking for an hour and a half once a week. Mm-hmm. But what what the reward for this mm-hmm. is is that you get to be a part mm-hmm. of of the front row mm-hmm. and seeing what God is doing. Mm-hmm. And like especially when it comes to like kids ministry, mm-hmm. that's my lens for it. Right. It's like you get to be the voice right. that God uses yeah. to make himself known yeah. to a first grader. Yeah. Like what, yours, a, what an honor! Like your <laughs> yours is the first yeah. voice besides their yeah. parents who will legitimately yeah. teach them the gospel. Yeah, give me a ninety minutes a week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I'm not. Right. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not inconvenienced. I promise. Like totally. Yeah. So that's that's a Scott Taylorism. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna guess Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but it's that's it's true that uh, it, it's not like a. You know, you're not, you're not trying to start up a business. No, totally. It's like, oh, I got this I idea mean, and for. God doesn't yeah. need us. He like, he. It's not like we're just trying to. I mean, sometimes on a practical level, it just feels like there's a need that needs to be met. Yeah. But um, like, God owns all the resources in this world, and um, God's purposes will be done. And um, but like, what a, what a privilege it is to like be invited into it. That's kind of kind of how um I try to view it. Yeah, yeah. Well. I'm assuming that went well then, because you're <laughs> you met your goals. Right. Um, well, we, yeah. Um, so I met my goals to be able to go to Japan. And, yeah. Um, obviously, after getting married and um, someone's you know changing locations, and so um, there's readjusted goals and such. But okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get there. I think I'm I'm interested to hear the the Dylan uh, <laughs> story. Um, but so then the the last that like we saw of you was like a goodbye party and you know like the follow us on you know this mm-hmm. uh blog stuff mm-hmm. and facebook and all that and then once in a while you pop in on like a zoom thing here and there i remember <laughs> what is that? you you showed yeah. up to like a one of the young adults meetings right. we did <laughs> Randomly. over zoom and i was like what yeah. you, what time is it yeah. there like why are you awake i think it was when um like covid first kind of hit yeah. and everything turned you know online and then we we're like hey we right. can join online now yeah so. <laughs> oh, that's so weird yeah. get out of here uh so then you're okay so you um what was your like what are the apprehensions you went through about going there for this like long term Mm -hmm. like there's there's not a defined like end yeah what are you thinking going into it like oh gosh yeah i mean (laughs) i think just operating operating in another country another culture um like for a short 
time period or for like you know foreseeable kind of time period and end date um is one thing but then just like picking up and moving there and like calling that place home is like different so um yeah i was like you know and and also operating in another language too i think Hmm. um obviously there's so much grace and um i have so many friends who like yeah are so gracious with me as i try and make mistakes um (laughs) but you know you kind of feel like you're you can't be your full self um, in a way. You can't express your full personality mm. and um, kind of come across the way you'd want to come across. Like, you know, in your home country, you know how to say th- certain things to, um, you know, have the, ex- the precise meaning that you you know want to convey. But, yeah. um, you know, as you're operating in another language and another culture, there's so much of that that's missed. And so um, or that's just hard to do. Um, and so I think that was probably like my biggest just like worry is just you know what hmm. yeah like i i'd already experienced you know a couple of years of interning there and like i i did you know study a tiny bit during that time and you know as i would try you know you just kind of feel like oh i'm i'm someone else right now like i'm not i'm not <laughs> you know i can't be the full person you know with the grocery store lady i can't right. come across the way that i want to exactly and um yeah, but I kind of have come to see that as like, you know, that's part of, well, for one, sometimes I think, you know, I can just be too self-conscious and just, you know, think too much about how I'm being perceived, which is still, still an issue. Um, yeah, good but, luck with that one. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but also I think like that's part, you know, those, those times, you know, in Japan where I just find myself like, like, who am I right now? Like I'm sitting at a cat cafe and I'm like, (laughs) I like just, you know, I'm like, what is my life right now? But then I'm like, how beautiful that like in the tiniest little way I can, you know, reflect just kind of like taking on like, it's kind of like incarnational ministry, you know, like taking, Mm. you know, shedding something that I'm comfortable with and taking on something I'm uncomfortable with for the sake of the gospel. Like Hmm. in the tiny, if I can just do that in the tiniest little way, um, as a reflection of like what Jesus has done, like what, what an honor that is. And so I like (laughs) try to praise God in those times of like, like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Like this doesn't feel like me or like, yeah. (laughs) What are some of the things that you kind of hang on to as, Mm -hmm. as like, uh, comfort mm-hmm. like because you, you can't just be on the edge all the time right like oh, there's totally. there's a certain sabbath that has to happen oh, totally it's like what does that look like while you're in japan in a strange place strange yeah. language all these and you're yeah. probably getting more and more used to it i would, I would hazard to say yeah. but there's yeah. still yeah. like what do you hang on to yeah and i yeah i'm so like thankful for my community there and i do have other americans on my team and so like it mm. is fun just to like you know, do American things (laughs) with them, you know, um, just hang out with them and such. But, um, yeah, I think one thing that has just been consistent, um, like I really love running, um, like going on like long runs and Mm. my sister does too. And so, um, we'd often just like go on runs and for me, it's like, it's so relaxing. I know some people don't think of running as relaxing. But what are you talking I, about? You know, She's lost it. I don't know, but I, that's something that is kind of just like a consistent thing that I you know I've has been a habit of mine since yeah. like high yeah. school or something. And so, um, so yeah, that that's something that like I don't I feel very comfortable in, and I feel kind of like huh. settled in when I'm able to go on a run, and it it 
you know, when I'm feeling anxious about something, it like kind of, I don't know, it, it just, I have time to reflect and, um, hmm. yeah, that's something that's been like really helpful. Um, yeah. And there are probably other like little things too, where like, you know, sometimes we have, uh, this friend from home that will always send us like, just, like, <laughs> this is so funny, but like cashews, like I love cashews <laughs> and like, I mean, you can buy them in Japan, but, um, yeah that you can get like a bigger size here and so that's like funny. they'll send us those and i'm like wow like that's just a little yeah a little taste of home it's a long way to send yeah. some nuts <laughs> i know it's expensive too and it's it's crazy expensive but yeah running mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will never say that yeah. no not in a thousand not, years not it's not for everybody no but, it's not it's uh, not yeah no Enjoy that's it. funny um I'm curious also about just like I, I'm I'm trying to put myself in the mind of someone listening who who doesn't really know much about Japan. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to give like a little intro to like here's mm-hmm. here's kind of like from an American when you when you're there it's like mm-hmm. this surprised you mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect this like mm-hmm. that kind of like really relevant knowledge like mm-hmm. just to paint a picture of like mm-hmm. what this experience is for you mm-hmm. to move there yeah like, yeah yeah um i think one of the things that you know stands out to me the most when i think about the differences between you know like life in america and life in japan is um how kind of like uh tight the culture is or how like homogenous kind of um like for example you know like when i'm in america um i never really assume that someone else is thinking like the same thing as me like i feel like there's just kind of like this assumption that like um yeah everyone is like very different with different opinions and um there's probably also an aspect of that in japan but from an american's perspective i think sometimes it can seem like um there are so (laughs) there are so many like there's so many more like social rules or like um you know a way to do things um there's like a kind of like a right way to do things or like something that is a japanese way to do things you know um and so i think that's one of the challenges that like foreigners have is like understanding those things like um Uh, you break all these social norms yeah it's just what i do yeah Yeah. for example like i don't know like being on a train like generally it's pretty quiet on a train unless you're in you know uh, some of the i guess louder areas there's like a few of the very you know like a lot of young people but generally it's very quiet on the train and so um every once in a while i'll see like foreigners on the train and like talking really loud and like it, there, it's just a huge difference between like the japanese people who are like more quiet nobody will or, look at them right <laughs> right. Uh, right um yeah yeah and so i think yeah there's just a lot of and i'm sure that there's a element of that in any culture in any place and i'm probably as an american oftentimes we're blind to our own cultures you know kind of norms or because it's just feel it's like you know the water we're swimming in it's the air we're breathing um but yeah going there sometimes it's like oh man they're like it's there's like this kind of like a it feels like a high wall to you know becoming japanese like i know Mm. i will never become japanese but um it seems like such a you know tight kind of culture yeah There's, it brings a couple things to mind um there was a okay i should be careful okay a missionary to a country mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go <laughs> it's as vague as we can get um and when 
when she came back, I guess in that particular country that there's like the the women's not really uh, has all all the same social mm-hmm. rights, mm-hmm. I guess, as they do here. Mm-hmm. And one thing is eye contact mm-hmm. that like a, a woman's not allowed to make eye contact mm-hmm. with a man that isn't like <laughs> her family or her husband. Mm-hmm. And so that that's a very early on in the training for yeah. missionaries is like, hey, don't right. get this right. right. <laughs> you might get Some drug out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but coming back, uh, she said it took her a long mm-hmm. time to, to kind of not do the, the eye mm-hmm. aversion looking mm-hmm. down thing. And like, mm-hmm. it's okay to just like actually... I mean, it's it's even weird sometimes, but it's okay right. to just say hi to someone you don't know. Right. Hey, how's it going? Right. It's not like out of yeah. It, but no especially super weird to a guy. Like right. it took her a while. Right. To kind of get back back out of right. that. Right. There's definitely some cultural things that like. Yeah. Yeah. That and there's to be aware of. The second thing I was gonna think of is I I don't like Costco very much, and it and <laughs> how can I hang on. I'm going to be careful again for a whole different reason. Um, let me just say, first of all, I am not a racist, okay? Zero racism in this statement. I would just observe that when I would go places where there's a lot of ethnic diversity, especially in Fremont, it's a it's a high, uh, a lot of Chinese and, and very, very Asian dense. And, and Costco is the spot to go to get a cross-section of the culture. And I would get bumped into a lot. And it would bug me. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I'm right. Like, I'm a foot taller than everybody. And like, how could you miss me? And finally, someone explained to me. They're like, they see you. It just doesn't matter. Like, in, in where they come from. There's so many people. And that's just how you do it. You just kind of point in the direction you want to go. You just bump off everybody on the way there. Because if they actually went through the trouble of trying to not you know, oh, do this, oh, excuse me, sorry, but nobody would get anywhere. So they just kind of, like, bump into each other, and everyone gets where they're going, and they're like, we just, this is just what we are. No one's angry about it. It's what we do. It's kind of an agree, like, yeah, it works in. Once, yeah, once I learned that, I was like, oh. So I don't have to be personally offended every time someone bumps into me. I don't even have to say anything. Okay. This is, I might, I might still say, oh, sorry. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I can't yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Think, yeah, but definitely. Um, yeah, going overseas, uh, you know, there's so many instances of like, oh, you you know, you see something happening that you're like, this, you know, feels different. This feels very different than what I know. But right. yeah, I think the main thing that I've, you know, learned is coming in with humility of like, mm. even if something, even if it feels wrong, you know, um, being like, well, you know, I don't think it's a matter of wrong and right. It's what's familiar and unfamiliar and um, kind of seeing beauty in the things that are different and and actually, a lot of a lot of what I've experienced in Japan, it's like, wow, like th- this is actually better than you know how we do things. But mm. then it's like it's it's just different, and right. um, it's I think yeah, God expresses like His beauty differently in different in different cultures, and to be able mm. to uh, like be open to recognizing it as such, I think is um, important, especially for you know just life, like especially long term life in a different country. Like you want to yeah. like enjoy. And appreciate the culture and not right. uh, like look down upon it or be. Yeah, uh, what a miserable annoyed. mission that was. Right, right. <laughs> it's grouchy all the time. Right. Why am I here? Right. Yeah. 
Well, so what are what are some of the highlights then of the the last uh, year and a half or so mm-hmm. there? Like, what do you? What's your role? Mm-hmm. What do you kind of do? Mm-hmm. What's happened? Yeah. So I was. Um, a lot of my time was spent studying Japanese. Hmm. Um, and honestly, like, yeah, that's something that was one of the things that I was very, like, nervous about and um, kind of, like, just kind of foreseeing the uncomfortableness that comes with learning another language and yeah. and not just, you know, studying it, but practicing it. Because, of course, it comes with so many mistakes. And as someone who, you know, wants to be viewed as <laughs> competent or, um, <laughs> like, you know, um, it's like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, you know, endure through so much, like, discomfort. Right. Um, but I've seen God just, like, he just does so much. So, he's so smart in the way that he, like, um, designs it all, like using our discomfort to like, you know, point us to him and to make us more reliant on him and more prayerful. Hmm. Um, yeah. Like whenever I, whenever I open my mouth, when I'm like speaking Japanese, it's like, I'm, you better believe I'm dependent on God. because <laughs> It's like, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, kind of like going back to the support raising, yeah. um, example, it's like something that's uncomfortable, but it, it makes you dependent on God. And I think that's where he wants you, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when I think about the last couple of years, I just think of um, the times where like, yeah, God has just shown himself as so beautiful to me. And so, so much bigger than, you know, my little worries. And mm. um, yeah, I think, yeah, it was kind of a consistent, like, yeah, God taking me through that journey of, um, yeah, being lo- less self-conscious and more just like about, yeah, like obeying him and um, resting in that. And yeah. And of course, when I think about highlights, getting mm. engaged, <laughs> like that was also a big thing that happened in the last <laughs> engaged and then married. Um, it was something, yeah, in the last couple of years that uh, very, you know, big defining moment. <laughs> yeah. And that happened well, in the since, summer. Since you brought it up, like how, how did... When when I think of like being a Japanese missionary, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like the best dating pool <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I mean, there there are in a place where there um, aren't like a ton of Christians, and it's yeah. like <laughs> right, yeah. right. But but you know, like I'm we had conversations like before this, but like it like dating like really wasn't on my mind so much, and like I kind of I think I kind of like just. I was like, it just wasn't a priority of mine, you know, it wasn't something I thought too much about. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I met Dylan, um, at one of our like trainings for, um, overseas, you know, missionaries with crew. Um, and even at the time like that I met him, like I still wasn't like looking for, you know, like a relationship. Um, no, it was love at first sight. Come on. <laughs> yeah. he, had, like, he had light coming from his head and all that. Yeah. I don't know about that. But, um, <laughs> but, but like, I, I was more open to it than I think I had had been before. Okay. Um, when and, was this? This was on. So, this was, so actually, it was when I was res- er, interning for Resonate, ah. uh, like, that year. Okay. Yeah, that's when, well, that's when we first met, but we didn't really um, start dating until a little bit late, like, that following summer. Um, at one of our longer like trainings. Okay. Um, but and yeah, most of our relationship was long distance. <laughs> all, all, yeah, basically all of it. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. 
so you you had met a couple of times for short chunks during right. trainings right and then basically the relationship itself has developed uh, yeah at a distance yeah so he was in a different country in asia and then i was in japan and um yeah he visited japan something like four times and i visited wow. his country once um but yeah all of it was like uh we used the app marco polo a lot you know okay. do you know that app it's like a it's like a video messenger app yeah yeah, yeah. um and okay. so like that was and and you know there's a bit of a time difference and um and yeah and both of us were like you know settling into these countries that like yeah we're planning to live long term in and so um yeah there's still you know a lot of like unknowns and um wanting to like give each other space to like just be present to where like that was like i think a high value for both of us is like mm. we don't want to like be always occupied with you know thoughts that are not like you know we want to be present with the people that we're with and so right. um yeah i was thankful we were both on the same page in that way yeah and then so at what point was it like okay we're gonna we're gonna get married <laughs> this is amazing yeah. to me you're yeah. so you're Met you so you, the cumulative hours that you spent together physically prior Not to <laughs> is maybe like a couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it wasn't very much at all. Um, yeah, so it did take me, and especially coming from you know a place of not really prioritizing like that aspect of my life, like dating or marriage. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, kind of like yeah, not knowing if I like would would get married or not. Um, it took me like longer to come to that place of like wanting to like get married hmm. i think um yeah in my head i always knew that like yeah like marriage and like families they're a good thing but it kind of always felt like uh like oh that like i can be much more you know efficient or something if i'm like by myself <laughs> that, that was like my thinking but i knew like you know if someone would ask me like you know like the theology of marriage or family or something i'd be like right. i'd probably like say it but like um that was like my feeling but um through especially last year so last year um like 2019 um i don't know if uh you heard this but um i lost my cousin in a car accident yeah. and um i came home for like a couple of weeks um, for the funeral to be with my family for a little bit but especially during that like mm. season i think god was really doing something in my heart regarding like you know marriage and family um, my, my aunt and uncle, um, they're both believers and to see them like, you know, they lost, you know, their 20 year old son. Mm. Um, and just to see, you know, the pain that they were going through, but the way that the gospel shined through their marriage, it was like no other, you know, um, I saw the, you know, the strength in that and even what it was doing in the people around them as they got to see like mm. just this couple who, like literally they had nothing but God to hang on to. They just flung themselves at God in, in their weakest, like worst moments. And um, through, there was nothing like super, you know, there was no light bulb, but I just, you know, I saw God's design in, um, in marriage and it became really beautiful to me. And I think God was like slowly opening my like mind to what, um, yeah, just like the beauty in it and how, um, yeah, he displays himself through it. And, and yeah. also, um, in Tokyo, I have, um, like my, my team leader has a family and, um, he would often invite us to like, yeah, like have dinner and <laughs> just do things with the family. And I just got to see how beautiful, um, 
yeah, how beautifully they kind of like display God and invite people into like their community. And um, so it was definitely opening my mind to um, like, yeah, marriage for me. Hmm. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, at some point, I think it was after I visited him, I kind of just decided, you know, there's so much I don't know. Obviously, we've never, you know, lived in the same city. Um, Country. Yeah, (laughs) country. Yeah, really. Um, And, you know, there's so much I won't know. But I feel like with marriage, like it's always going to there's always some I think I think actually Dylan told me this. He was like, there's always some kind of like something, some gap you have to jump over. But ours might be bigger. But like, you know, that's like, yeah, you're. You're never done even figuring out who you are. <laughs> right. How could you say like, "Oh, I, right. I know, all, sure. I know everything <laughs> about you now"? Like, right. I'm like, no, no, right. no, no. You, right. you, even if you did, you're both still being transformed and moved around, right. and you, that's We're uh, both still changing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I saw that like we both had the same like kind of like just vision and and uh, not specific vision of like exactly where um but just like wanting to um for one wanting to be overseas and um yeah like i saw like in him like just a desire to like just align himself with like with god's purposes and you know he wasn't someone who said like you know Oh, I'm going over like I feel so competent and so confident in my own abilities and that's why I'm going overseas. He was like that posture of like, you know, like I am I the best person? I don't know, but like God has me here and I just I want to be like obedient to him and um yeah. yeah, and I thought like yeah, I I admired that and um just say yes. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then how did the uh I mean, you missionary types, and you're like just jumping into things, right? Like, um, but so you, you said he proposed over uh, FaceTime. FaceTime, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so, so it was during like COVID. Right. So his plan originally was to come to Japan and propose. Uh, I think, um, but he couldn't do that because of the restrictions, right? That's the travel restrictions, and so, um, yeah, he <laughs> did it via FaceTime um and then I came home like shortly after that um and we just had a couple was it two or three months um before we yeah two months no yeah two months before we got married wow that's so cool (laughs) yeah um yeah I met him for maybe a cumulative like minute yeah (laughs) I think right you'll have to yeah, see him again. He seemed like a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Good looking dude. He's into you. You could tell just by that. Like, it is great. And because I, I knew that you were uh, talking to someone. That, that was like, the like oh, she's yeah. talking to somebody. Yeah. But that was two years ago. So yeah. I had no idea. And then, right. I, and then I see you walk up. This is my husband. I know. I was like, it was like a shocker. What? <laughs> Okay. Know, even some of my family members were like, "What?" Because I, yeah. yeah, I wasn't super active on like social media or anything like right, that. Right, right. So people are like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, know you were dating someone. I'm like, "Sorry." Yeah, I'll get used to it. Whatever. <laughs> you know, we're packaged now. Yeah. That's funny. Well, and then so uh, f- from from that point, or you guys are on mission together, mm-hmm. right? That, right? That's the way it's going to roll now. Right, okay. right. So he is going to switch locations and um, be with me in Tokyo. So he'll join our team in Tokyo. And um, and that's a pretty, I mean, as far as transitions go, it's the same organization. It's just right. kind of a... Same, yeah, 
di- diff- obviously different culture and language, but um, yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, he's familiar with like overseas life and um, right. yeah, same organization, and so oh, we're fun. thankful that yeah. How fun! <laughs> he's got such a blast, <laughs> and it's going to be really hard too. But, <laughs> right. Uh, equally blast and right. difficult. Right. <laughs> Wow. And then so when uh, when do you go back? So uh, sometime next year. We don't know the exact time yet. Um, there's like a few different factors that um, mm. yeah, we're taking into consideration. But sometime next year, um, yeah, we'd like to go soon. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything is more complicated these days yeah. as far as all that. <laughs> Definitely. Especially international Right. Travel and right. Yeah. Wow. So where where are you guys living then? So right now we are living next to we're living in an RV, living next yes. to my grandma's house in Van Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And awesome. you know it hasn't been it's been great. Like um like yeah we we are like parked right next to my grandma's house and so we'll get to pop into her house nice. um and. Yeah, that's that's a blessing that we can do that, and um, yeah, the RV is like big enough. <laughs> it's bigger than most Japanese apartments. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's not like we have like a ton of stuff that we brought, you know, from right. living overseas, and so um, yeah. it works and it's cozy and <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's everyone's dream. Yeah, yeah, I get my little... my ninety four year old grandma popping in on us sometimes. <laughs> no knocking, just. Just open, open the door. Open the door. <laughs> That's family. Yeah. I say you know you're loved. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, to this day, I still use the restroom with the door shut in, in my own house because that people the door just opens <laughs> and people come in it. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm prepared. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they feel welcomed. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, there's many days when, when the Smiths lived there. It's just like... <laughs> There is no. I would lock it once in a while. <laughs> like I'm gonna make you to make sure. <laughs> knock this knock. time. Like, <laughs> wow, how fun! Um, what was the last name again? Sorry, Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Shoot, Dylan Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. That's a good name. Okay. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. So I feel like I have so many more questions, but they're more for my own entertainment than. Um. Now, where, where's how's the sister dynamic then going to be? Because it, right. it's like, I think I had asked you mm-hmm. to this together at one point. I like, think you what did. happens when one of oh, you? Totally. I think I remember you specifically asking that question. Right. I hadn't thought about it much before that. You know? <laughs> I know. That's why I asked you. Yeah. Like, well, how's this going to go? That's a great question. Which one of you is going first? <laughs> yeah. Little do we know how yeah, relevant it would be for us right now. But um, yeah, you know, I thought it would feel more weird to like live apart from Rachel um, mm. than it has. Like, you know, we've we spent the first, what, 27 years generally in the same area. Yeah. Sometimes we didn't live, like in college, there were some years we didn't live together, but right. um, but yeah, we hadn't like lived in different countries for an extended period of time. Um, and, you know, it hasn't felt like super weird. I mean, of course, yeah, there are little things like when I'm living in Fremont, usually I'll, you know, me and both me and Rachel will share a car and we'll, you know, kind of jump to our different family members' houses together. Right. Um, we share circles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so obviously like now I'm with Dylan and so it's just, it's different. Um, but it hasn't felt hard. And I think it's like, I, yeah, I feel like we're, we have that 
kind of relationship where we're very close um but we know how to live like apart from each other yeah. and i don't think there's like that kind of uh dependency like that kind of overly dependent kind of um posture with each other yeah um which i couldn't have known until we separated <laughs> i was like I, was, yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen right. but um yeah it's been good and um yeah it you miss feels her right. though you haven't seen her for a while <laughs> um yeah like i mean i can pick up the phone and talk to her like talk with her so yeah. it's not like yeah and That's i'm true. i'm yeah. happy she's over there i'm like really thankful and happy she's over there and um she's not like you know super itching for me to come back <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> talked on the phone with her like yesterday and i think i asked her like oh would you be happy if we came back sooner and she was like eh. <laughs> like yeah, she here, just, <laughs> here <or> there <laughs> yeah um <laughs> great but, like i think it just yeah we you know we're Do with, you. it feels right you know and yeah that was one thing that that for some reason surprised me when the two of you gave your testimonies, mm-hmm. the, the shorter versions, mm-hmm. is that each of you said the word I a lot more often than I expected. Uh, I was expecting a lot more we. Yeah. You know, I, I do have a tendency to use we, and I maybe I kind of trained myself to say I, because I think my natural tendency would be to say we. You speak for the both of you. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, usually, yeah, I'm speaking for the both of us. I don't know. You'd figured that out at some point because yeah. I was like, gosh, they, they really are telling their individual yeah. stories, even though they have all these intersection points. Yeah, where, <laughs> where it's almost the same story. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's different in the, you know, we experience it differently, but yeah. they're similar. All right. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, what, what are you looking forward to as far as going back mm-hmm. to Japan? Like what, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming you had to kind of take your hands off some things yeah. that, that you're in, in process with. So what yeah. what's the, like when and if you do get to go back, like yeah. you're you're excited about this yeah. thing? Or I think just being in Japan, like with, yeah, <laughs> with Dylan, with like kind of, there, it's this different chapter kind of in my life. And mm. um, yeah, I, it's something obviously I haven't experienced before, but I'm, I'm, yeah, excited to see, you know, uh, like what it will bring. Um, yeah, I, so I'm no longer, I'm not like currently doing stuff with the Tokyo ministry. Hmm. And so I'm also very excited to like, yeah, just get back there and, um, yeah, be working with like my teammates that I've been with for um, quite a while now. Um, yeah, I think that like, I don't know how it will be like being like a married staff person. Um, <laughs> and there's not like a ton of in on our Tokyo team. There's um, yeah, not a ton of them. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see like how it will even change my dynamic, like doing ministry with Japanese girls, even mm. obviously like they're college students. And so almost n- none of them are married. Um, but just like having those conversations about like marriage and family and relationships and stuff like that. Um, I think it'll be different coming from like, yeah, a married person and, um, with the experience that I have, it's like, I've been married for like how many months now? I'm like no expert by any means, but even just like, you know, for most of them, I'm sure like a, a marriage that's founded on Jesus is something that like they don't have, um, an example of unless they're like grew up in the church or something. And so, 
um, that's that yeah. me- it's that meaning of life question. Mm-hmm. It just gets right. it get denser for you right. now. Like right. there's this whole other facet to right. life. Yeah. Right, right. And so I'm looking forward to just yeah, seeing what God has for me in that way. Amazing. A uh, couple more questions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tiring you out. That's great. <laughs> no, <No. okay. laughs> I'm doing great. Um, no, I, I I love to ask everybody these things because everyone's answer is always kind of mm-hmm. different, and it, mm-hmm. it's really fun. Um, what would you say God is teaching you like right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You know, I think, I think he's teaching me something now that is, he's probably been teaching me for a while, but honestly, like being like, you know, Jesus talks about like abiding in him Mm. how like um like the branch abides in the vine and we are to abide um and you know sometimes when i read that i'm like i i get it but i don't like (laughs) i i get it but like what does that look like practically you know and i think just like the last probably the last couple years but even now Mm. um he's like teaching me what that means and and i think what comes with that is like an attentiveness to God and like in the, in the, I don't know, in the chaos or in whatever's happening, like being attentive to him. Hmm. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Being aware of his presence and like resting in it. Um, yeah. Recently we've had, uh, some, just some, uh, kind of like outside drama uh, me and dylan have had some like outside drama mm. but we're like kind of uh exposed to and um it's been super stressful and mm. um yeah sometimes yeah sometimes it's like yeah it just feels like so chaotic um but yeah i think he's like quieting me and making mm. me attentive to him and um yeah like having me like find rest in him and mm. so um yeah i like that because that word abiding is uh it's a very rich mm-hmm. theological mm-hmm. concept because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's like a, a trust it's a rest mm-hmm. it's a peacefulness mm-hmm. but it doesn't require life to be peaceful mm-hmm. to experience right. it it's, it's kind of a it, it's the whole rock mm-hmm. thing like you are my rock right whether whether calm seas oh we're we're doing deep analysis we're five layers in <laughs> calm seas rough seas you're my rock right. you know it doesn't change right yeah the unchangingness of God that's good here's my favorite question mm. uh, what is it about Jesus that would motivate you to essentially remove yourself from whatever life you know was expected of you or, or whatever you'd have here and and just go and do this mm-hmm. impossible thing of mm-hmm. making disciples in other countries mm-hmm. like what how does yeah. that happen yeah like when i think of jesus i think of like this king this all-powerful king mm. like yeah, by him, through him, for him, everything was created. Um, yeah, sovereign over everything. 
like that same king was hanging on a cross, <laughs> like, like almost naked on a cross. Um, like, yeah, the, like the, the very people, the very hands that he created, like were yeah. nailing his hands to a cross while he says like, father, forgive them. Like that is so it, huh. I will never wrap my head around it. It's, uh, it's, yeah. W- what a God we have, you know, <laughs> like not, j- not just almighty, but like would humble himself. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And the very people he created to like turn on him and, and to crucify him and, and for yeah. him to like, it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't find that, you know, um, yeah. anywhere else. And, um, yeah. And when I think about, you know, we're, we're not just like living aimlessly right now. Like history is headed somewhere. Like, you know, the, the end picture has been painted for us, like in scripture, uh, like there will be a day when, you know, people from, you know, every, like, yeah, every people group, every tribe and country and nation, um, will be around the throne praising him. And, yep. um, like we're work, we're headed towards that day. Like Jesus, Jesus is coming back, you know, <laughs> um, he's returning. He says to stay awake, be alert, you know, yeah. and, um, I'm not, you know, calculating the days, but like, um, like, yeah, it, he's coming. And when I, when I, you know, get into that reality, it's like, it just brings clarity to, to every other aspect of my life. It's mm-hmm. like, um, this is where we're headed. And, um, yeah, I can choose to ignore it. Um, and maybe be more comfortable or, mm-hmm. or like be a part of it and let God have his way. And like, <laughs> it's going to be better <laughs> than <Yeah>. my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, how could somebody listening follow you slash support you hmm. as, as you're getting ready to yeah. go after it again? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Um, so there are different ways to support people support, um, through finances, through giving, um, you know, monthly or, um, or quarterly or whatever. Um, and then there's also prayer support. Hmm. Um, there's, um, <coughs> Also, like, you know, some people, um, sometimes we don't even know enough people to be able to, uh, like, have the full support team that we need. And so some people, like, introduce us to others. And so there's a variety of ways. Um, We send a prayer letter every month um, to kind of, you know, show what God is doing and what he's been up to Hmm. and um, share specific prayer requests. And so... um, yeah, and we welcome anyone to like join our support team, and yeah. um, we are currently um, raising some more support um, to be able to go. Um, so yeah, typically, um, yeah, we'll meet up with people and share. But obviously, during um, COVID, it's um, harder to do that, and so we you kind of just did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and so, is there a, a specific yeah. website that you funnel people to? Yeah, or, there uh, is. Um, it's so crew has um a website for us specifically um for each of their missionaries and so um i'll have to pull it up (laughs) uh let's see something crew yeah crew dot (laughs) give.crew.org slash and then um 
And that's here, hold on. Not C R E W. C R U. Give dot crew. Dot crew dot org. A lot of dots. And then um and then if you type if you go to give.guru.org and you type in um Dylan Thompson or Jessica Thompson. There you go. Um it will take us it will take you to the giving site and then um people can give one time or they can sign up to give monthly. Awesome. And then I'm sure they can get a little newsletter action there too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um can I could I just pray over you that, yeah, and your, I love and your that. marriage and your ministry and then we'll we'll call it. Love that. <laughs> That's Thanks. good. Okay, I'd love to do that. I haven't actually prayed for anybody really on this thing before, oh. but that's that just seems like what what needs to happen. So, <laughs> we're going to do thank that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh Jesus, I thank you so much for uh just the 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 unlikely story of your uh just unimaginable grace. Uh, I thank you so much that you've given Jessica a peek into who you are uh, and just a, a, a love for your character that, that has motivated her to follow you and just say yes to you. And I thank you for the, the fruit that's already come from that, the people that have been equipped uh, in Japan, uh, even the people from our church that have gone there to be equipped and come back changed. Uh, you're you are using her in bold ways to do impossible things, and that that's that's uh, redeem the hearts of men. <laughs> and um, God, you you've uh, again, you know, had this unlikely overseas over FaceTime, uh, this marriage that has come out of it. And I I'm praying in advance already, just to thanks for the ways that you will show yourself to each of them through that relationship, uh, the ways that that will will try them and test them, and and the just the, the things they'll go through together. Uh, I'm praying that, that you'll make yourself more known in, in all of those things, uh, that they'll be a, a true power couple for the mission in Japan. Uh, I prayed for the, uh, the support raising that has to happen between now and when they go back. Uh, and then I just pray that uh, the fruit will keep falling in Japan for Jessica. I pray, pray that any reservations, fears, uh, idols, all these things that just stand in the way of her saying yes to you more fully, uh, that you would just continue to remove those things. Send her back uh, better, stronger, faster, married, all that. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, lady. Bump it. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. Woo. We did it. We did it. All right. There you have it. Thank you all for listening to the show. Thank you, Jessica, for taking time out of your schedule to come and chat with us. I hope that uh, you are all blessed by hearing her story as much as, uh, as I was. Uh, I'm always humbled by these interviews. It's, it's always, <laughs> as I said at the beginning, it's always amazing to see how the love of Christ, how, how Jesus making himself real to somebody motivates them to be uh, a new person, a different person, to do things that seem scary impossible, even unwise from the world's perspectives, because he's just that amazing. Uh, I love it. Uh, again, uh, if you want to uh, support uh, Jessica and Rachel, I encourage you to do that. Just check out give 
give.crew.org. That's give.cru.org. And you can search just for uh, Jessica Thompson or Dylan Thompson. You can find them there. Follow their blogs. Prayerfully support them. And if you could send them uh, some bucks to just fund what they're trying to do in Japan, that'd be awesome too. Uh, and of course, as always, uh, if you want to support the show, the best way you can do that is just by giving it a, a thumbs up rating. Uh, the more people that like it on the players, just the sooner it will show up as people are looking for new podcasts. And of course, share it with anybody who you think would like also listening to it. And number one, if you like the show, come on the show. Tell me your story. Everybody's interesting. Believe me, it's not as uh, nerve-wracking as you think. People even forget they're even on the thing by the time we're done. So just come on the show. Tell me your story. I want to hear it. Uh, All right. So with that, I will see you all next time. Ah, okay. You have stuck around. You're uh, either anticipating some bonus materials today, or you just happen to leave your podcaster on for a little too long. And uh, I am going to actually show you, or have you listened to something? I'm So here's the... Oh, gosh. My phone's making. Um, what is going on? So there's a there's a thing that I'm into. I'm into outliers, like people who who are capable of doing just like amazing things. It, it's it's always fascinating to me to hear somebody or see someone do something that's just like impossible. And a lot of times, like to see somebody who dedicates themselves solely to something is just it's. It's interesting to me because I don't, I don't think I'm really like at elite level of goodness at any one thing. Um, I'm I'm all right. Like I'm pretty good at a couple things. I'm all right at a lot of things, and I really stink at everything else. But that once in a while you run into somebody who is just at just another level for some reason in one department. They have spent countless hours. Like their entire focus is on this one thing. And I fell into a, a like a YouTube hole the other day looking at beatboxers. <laughs> of all things, beatboxers. It's the crazy. And I think I may have found the best beatboxer of the world. So I'm, I'm just going to play you the audio of like one minute out of what this guy can do. And there's this thing in voice coaching where you can you can get your vocal cords to harmonize with themselves and it sounds like you're kind of singing two notes at the same time like you can almost sing a chord uh it's really popular like and actually heavy metal singing the guys that do that kind of voice like there's a lot of high pitch and low pitch like this very complicated sound well you have to hear okay wait what i'm going to try to play here this guy is actually doing with his real voice 
There's no effects on this. Unbelievable. That was legit zero effects on that guy's voice. He can actually do that, like with his vocal cords. I I'm blown away by that. Like it's just how how did he even discover that he could do that? I don't know. Anyway, that there's not like a deeper spiritual meaning to sharing that. I just thought it would be amazing to share it. If you want to hear more of this guy's stuff, oh he's doing it again. Um you can look for him. He's got an Instagram. You could look on uh, YouTube or TikTok. It's at Verbal Ace. V E R B A L A S E. He's got tons of videos. This guy's amazing. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that because I'm fascinated by it and you're listening to my show, so I get to do what I want. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening and uh, love each and every one of you. I appreciate your ears and uh, see you next time. I'm going now, for real, this time. I'm actually going. I'm clicking stop. Now. Actually, no. One, two, three, now. <laughs>